Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the Fortress of the Mind podcast. And in this podcast, we're going to be discussing an email that I received today, actually, from a gentleman with a family, with some kids, and he's concerned that he's being lectured to and told how he should feel about his responsibilities. And he doesn't like that very much. And let's see what we can say about that and what sort of guidance or suggestions we can offer about it. I'll read his email. He says, I've got a question for you. Do you think that many people have an aversion to the idea of duty or at least to an explicit recognition of it? This came up for me a few weeks ago when I received very negative feedback after I said that being the father of two children is a duty and responsibility that I both happily undertake and take very seriously. I was told in a disproportionately angry manner that I should be a father not because of some externally imposed duty, but because I like it. This struck me as very odd because one, I by no means consider this externally imposed and two, Sometimes it's not something I like, but I do not let that stop me. I wasn't offended by all this, just very curious. Perhaps it's because I now live in Germany, where mentioning duty can harken back to the Prussian ideals of, and I'm going to apologize in advance here because I don't speak German. I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this because he's got a, a German phrase here. He says, Pflicht und Ordnung. I have no idea what that means, but hopefully... German speakers out there will understand it. So let me repeat the sentence. Is, uh, perhaps it's because I now live in Germany where mentioning uh, duty can harken back to the Prussian ideals of uh, Pflicht und Ordnung and how they were misappropriated by governments there. Perhaps it was construed that I consider raising two, jo- two children a chore that was forced on me, which I do not believe, quite the contrary, Or perhaps today's self-serving society is allergic to the explicit naming of duties necessary to keep society running, even even those that one willingly chooses. Or perhaps the problem is is with my own choice of words. So he wants to know a little bit about that and if he should feel upset about how he was being lectured to and how he should feel about his paternal obligations to raising his kids. Well, let me first make some observations here. Because in these emails, you have to be in many ways a mind reader. You have to be able to read between the lines because people sending you emails through the internet, they're going to tell you what they want to tell you. And sometimes they leave out critical elements in the story. And this is not anything bad. This is not anything malicious or anything with an agenda. It's just that people sometimes are hesitant to divulge the full details of a situation. And frankly, it's also probably a matter of economy as well, because when you're writing to someone that you've never met in person, you don't have a lot of time to give a lot of background. So I have to try to use my own deductive skills to make inferences here from these emails. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that this was some sort of argument that this guy got into with his spouse or mother of his children, Because, let's look at what he says. He says, this came up for me a few weeks ago when I received very negative feedback after I said that being the father of two children is a duty and responsibility that I both happily undertake and take very seriously. 
I was told in a disproportionately angry manner, key phrase there, disproportionately angry, that says female to me, uh, <laughs> that I should be a father, not because of some externally imposed duty, but because I like it. All right. Now, this strikes me as being the type of thing that a spouse or a girlfriend or a significant other, the mother of your children, would say in a heated moment, in a moment of anger. I just find it hard to believe that another guy would ever say something like this. First of all, let me just lay out some ground rules here. Anyone that would ever lecture you about something like this that's not your spouse or mother of your children or significant other has no business doing so. No one should be lecturing you about how you should feel about being a father or how you should approach your obligations of fatherhood or anything like that. It's none of anybody's damn business except the mother of the kids. That's between you and her. And frankly, you could even make the argument that it's not even her place to say how you should feel about it. Because you're the one that's paying all the bills. You're the one that's assuming all the the, uh, the liability and the obligations and that's shouldering most of the financial burden, I assume. But I think, granted, we can accept that when you're in a, a relationship like this with two children, you've got two children with a woman, uh, there are going to be times when tensions are going to rise, that uh, the temperature inside the house is going to flare up, and people are going to say things in anger that maybe they would not otherwise say. So it sounds like this was something where you got into an argument and somebody just popped off at the mouth and said, hey, you should like being the father. You, you shouldn't do it because you have to, like you feel you have to. You should enjoy it. You should, you should love doing this. So what can we really say about that? Well, like I said, uh, my conclusions from reading this email is that this is not probably something that a brother, a friend, a father, uh, uh, anyone else in your family would really say. I, I very much doubt anyone would lecture you on something like this. This, to me, is the type of intimate, below-the-belt comment that only a spouse or an angry lover would make. And I don't say that as a way of slamming on women or criticizing them or anything like that. I recognize anyone that's been involved in relationships knows that women are often not very good about verbalizing what they, they are really angry about. All right, I recently had a big blowout uh, with um, my own girlfriend here over some nonsense, or what I perceive to be nonsense, but which mattered to her a great deal. And I had to examine that and try to see that from her perspective. And sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to try to read between the lines. Because my guess, is, my guess here is that she really is upset about something else. That she's probably upset about something. It could be some sort of work stress, uh, some sort of other relationship type of tension. And she's taking it out or verbalizing that anger, that sublimated anger, when it comes to the kids. Maybe what happened was you made some sort of off-the-cuff comment, or maybe she noticed something in your demeanor or your comportment or whatever, and she used that as an opportunity to lecture you on how you should approach your paternal obligations.
Again, I'm just making inferences here. I could be totally wrong, but I don't think I am. Without a lot of the background, and I don't have a lot of the background here to go by except what I just read, because I, re I read the entire email, or 95% of it. And if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, email me back, and I'll be happy to do another episode here, and I'll be happy to correct myself. But I think that what happened here is a blowout here between a couple. And I think you're kind of stung by what she said. Somehow what she said got inside your loop, and you're trying to wonder how to deal with it. This is my advice. This is my advice. I think you have to first take a step back. I think uh, what you should try to be thinking about right now is not your paternal duties. Because frankly, it doesn't matter what is going on inside your head. No one has the right to get inside your head and crawl around your skull and tell you how to think or tell you what to think or tell you, should, tell you how you should approach your mission and your obligations in life. That's your business. Okay, so whether you do your job out of love or whether you do your job out of a stern sense of, uh, uh, you know, obligation that comes from choosing the lifestyle you've chosen, it doesn't matter. As long as you get the job done, that's what should matter. That's what should matter. So maybe what, and first of all, let me just say also, it's totally normal for a father, for any parent, at times to be frustrated with the obligations of fatherhood. I'm not a father myself, okay? Uh, maybe someday I will be one, but it's not uh, something that I am right now. But I do know that, you know, everyone is going to come upon trying times. And there's this myth in our society in the West that we're supposed to always love being a parent. We're supposed to love kids we're supposed to love them day and night and if you if you say anything negative about kids or against parenthood you're some horrible evil monster and i don't agree with that either and that's a very american thing i don't know how that that really came about but children are, are this ultra ultra protected class or at least we propagandize it as that whether we actually do it or not is another matter but you're not supposed to say anything mean about kids. You're not supposed to ever verbalize any emotion about children other than how wonderful they are. And anyone who says, hey, you know, I don't really like children. I don't really want that. If you say that, then the chances are you're going to be pegged as a horrible monster. And that really isn't right because it's a choice. Some people, it's the right choice for them. And for other people, it's not the right choice for them. So it all depends on what your preference is. So no one should be able to crawl inside your mind and tell you how you should feel about your own obligations. That's between you and your maker, how you fulfill your own obligations. It's none of, anybody, it's none of anyone else's business. But my guess, as I alluded to earlier, this argument was not so much about kids and upbringing. It's about something else. There's something going on here. There's some sublimated anger that she has and she's lashing out at you and it's for some reason. And like I said, I very often women are not very good about verbalizing what they're really mad about. They'll bring up some other tangential issue when they really are mad about something else. And oftentimes there'll be a delayed reaction. They'll observe something, they'll be angry about something, and then they'll stew about it. 
They'll stew about it for days, and then they'll explode. And then you'll hear all this other stuff. You'll hear all this extraneous other verbiage. And you'll be like, oh my, you know, what the hell's going on here? What did I do? What did I do? Well, this is how it is. This is how it is. And so you're going to have to try to think back, maybe talk to her about it, and see if you can probe a little bit deeper and find out what's bothering her. Because this doesn't look like something that anybody else would say. This is not something a friend would say, a family member, somebody at work. Uh, uh, even a brother or sister wouldn't wouldn't lecture you about this. This is coming from a spouse or mother of your children. That's where this is coming from. So those are my first observations. Okay, I think you need to do some soul searching here and find out what the source of the angst is here. Number two, like I said, no one has the right to lecture you about how you fulfill your own parental obligations. Number three, it's perfectly all right to feel frustrated and angry sometimes at the responsibilities that you have. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the sign of a healthy mind, I think. Everybody needs to blow off steam. You know, and in other countries of the world, you know, couples have lives outside their kids. You know, if you go to Brazil, you know, they still, parents still maintain a, a separate life with each other away from their kids. This idea of sacrificing everything for the sake of your kids, that's a that's an American thing. And I'm not saying that's bad necessarily, but I wonder sometimes, I really wonder sometimes, especially in today's environment where you get you see these parents and they work and slave, you know, for decades and decades and decades. And then you see the kids go off to college or, you know, go off, leave and and basically they treat their parents with disrespect, never talk to them again. And you wonder and you say to yourself, "Man, you know, was it was it worth it? What, you know, where's the respect? You know, where's the Where's the respect to one's elders, which I think is lacking in our society? And finally, I'll say this. As a general rule, I do agree with what you said towards the end of your email. I do agree that our society is, is very self-serving. And there is a lot of... Um, there's a lot more talk about privileges and rights than there is about obligations and duties. I'll say that again. There's a lot more talk and a lot more emphasis on privileges and rights and a lot less talk on obligations and duties. And that's been that way for a long time. And frankly, that's how I knew that my own book on duties would be so successful, which has been very successful, because people are starved for information about what their obligations and duties are. People know somehow that they're lacking a moral base they're lacking a frame of reference. They're lacking a background. They're lacking an overall arching view of life that ennobles their existence, that provides order from the chaos, that provides solace in the storm, and that can serve as a rudder to guide the ship. And I've known this for a long time, and that's how I knew that Cicero's on duties would be as successful as it has been and will continue to be because it's not being taught anymore. It's not being covered in the schools. It's not being covered in society. It's all about individualism now. Everything now is about individualism. Everything is about me. Everything is about 
satisfy me. What are you going to do for me? Nobody wants to hear about the reciprocal obligations that go along with being a member of society, which there are, which there are. Nobody really knows about what really is the definition of, of ethical goodness. What is really the definition of moral goodness? What is the definition of expediency, advantageousness? And what do you do when those two things come into conflict? How do you handle those problems? What do you do? And these are the type of questions that are covered in On Duties in great detail. So I generally agree with your statement that you hinted at at the last part of the email, which is that we live in a very individual, individualistic society and there's too much emphasis, far, far too much emphasis now on narcissistic privileges and rights. We need to go back to more of a communitarian ethic. The community should matter more than the individual because the world's population is getting bigger. You can't avoid people anymore like you used to. The same ethic of unrestrained individualism that has been a feature of American culture is not going to work over the next few decades, the next century. It's just not going to work. We're running out of resources. We're running out of space. We're running out of patience for this type of individualistic nonsense. So it's my belief that the pendulum is going to swing back to, to a more communitarian type of ethic. And that's my prediction. You're going to live to see that. And you're going to see my book continue to be more and more popular. All of my books are going to get more and more popular as the years go by, as they become to be more and more appreciated for what they are. Great things are not readily appreciated at first. It takes years sometimes for the greatness really to to uh, come into its own. But they will. You mark my words. And I don't want to make it seem like anything I've said is a slam on any specific gender. You know, I'm slamming on women and, uh, you know, uh, you know, they're always whining about their rights and privileges. This cuts both ways. Men are just as guilty of whining about privileges and rights as are women. I do not single out either men or women for, uh, for blame in this respect. There's just as many slime bags and dirt bags that are men as there are women. In fact, there may be even more. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I see uh, on a regular basis. Uh, you know, as we go about our lives and our jobs, uh, there's just a lot of people that are just doing nothing. They're good for nothing. They're slime bags. They need a good kick in the ass to get them moving. And as you guys know, that's something I have no patience for. No patience for. You know, life is short. You better get in there and you better be doing something. So. So those are my opinions about the email, and I think we'll leave it at that for now. And I will be checking in with you a little bit later here. That will conclude our podcast here at Fortress of the Mind. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.